When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family of the Tom Bernard Show with Hack Bastier Raftery Basham, MD. Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen. Happy Valentine's Day, Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brant Bernard. See, what do you think of that action? Now nice. we're talking. Right. See? That's right. I forgot. This is the Tom Bernard Podcast. The morning show is going to be the Tom Bernard Show. I have to remember that. Boy. Yes. You know what I mean? I got to remember so all that stuff. Some, uh, some post-it notes on your computer might help. What do you think? Yeah, a redirect. Yeah. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. So I have to ask you guys a question because I don't know anything about the stock market. I've never invested in the stock market in my life. Uh, I just looked at the Wall Street Journal 
the Dow Jones is down 117 points. The S&P 500 is down 96 points. <clears throat> NASDAQ is down 93 points. Uh, not point ninety three points. Russell, U.S. VIX. The only thing that's up this morning is Bitcoin. Of course. <laughs> now, how's that possible? Because you just don't know what the hell's ever going to happen with the stock market. <laughs> or, it's just no, unbelievable. Lately. No, you never know what's going to happen with Bitcoin. Well, yeah. that's true, too. It's Bitcoin. Or the stock market. I still don't know what the hell Bitcoin is and how it has any value whatsoever. <clears throat> I've only explained just, it to you 40 times. It's all just made what up. It, it's just made up. It basically so is, is just made up. Well, it's, it's, it's just like our currency. There's nothing <laughs> that uh, keeps our currency floating. It's just, just a piece of paper that they print and say, this is worth this much money, and everybody accepts exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, but what about all that money? That, oh, that's right. We're $34 trillion in debt. I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll catch up sooner or later. Oh, yeah, it will. But, yeah, I, I don't know anything about the stock market. Look at that stuff. Everything is down except for Bitcoin, and Bitcoin has nothing backing it up. So that's great news, isn't it? Yeah, no. Great news. So it's, fun. it's all faith. It's all faith-based, a bit like a religion. Oh, yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, there faith you go. Based. There you go. Timmy Lammers to join us in a minute. we got Chris and Bert this morning. I, I, I'd like to mention, I, I talked to a couple of guys you guys might know. Over the last couple of days, a couple of my heroes, as a matter of fact. The people people probably, well, they know one, but the other one they probably don't know that I've always considered an influence and kind of a hero in the business and all the rest of it. But uh, had a great conversation with Don Shelby this morning. He is in just great spirits. He's going to be a guest on the show later this week. Probably, probably bring him in on Thursday, Andy. That's probably the best time, right? Because uh, hmm. we've got Jimmy Francis coming on, right? Oh, Catherine, well, you come on, too. Well, we never have anyone in on Wednesdays. <laughs> uh, we have two uh, people we coming in Wednesday. We this got Wednesday? Brittany, yeah. Brittany and Rudy coming in. Oh, Amy I didn't know that. And, and Kevin show. comes in Wednesdays, too. <clears throat> yes. They're not on the calendar. We'll put them on. Yeah, I guess so, because we also have Michael Berryman. Oh, I love Michael Berryman. So. Michael's a good guy. Well, that's fine. They're, they're, they're just... Basically, we're going to talk about uh, the show, uh, the Tom Bernard Show on the Hubbard uh, Network starts on Monday. So looking forward to that. But um, having yes. a lot of com- what's that? I said yes. Yeah, it's going to be great. So it's it's it starts at seven seven thirty in the morning. It's seven to ten in the morning, and then this podcast will be either from ten. It's up to you guys. You want to start at ten thirty or eleven? It's up to you. I don't really care. Doesn't doesn't matter. But yes, yeah, since I already committed to to going to Disney World on March second and third, I will be on all next week, and then I'll be on three days in the following week: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then the Thursday and Friday of that week. Andy Don Shelby will be hosting the show with you guys. You'll all be hosting the show, so that'll be a hell of a. I'm going to tune into my own show to listen to it for the first time. What do you think of that? So he's like basically recovered, then, huh? Yeah, he so sounds great. All the times I co-hosted, you didn't tune in. Yeah, yeah, well, I, I did, yeah. Rude. <laughs> no, I did tune in. Oh, sure you did. Sure, oh, sure. But I was talked to, uh, liar. <clears throat> I talked oh, to Don I this morning, and he's ready to go. And, uh, you know, I mean, I was very encouraged to talk to him because he's been one of my heroes my whole I've told him before, uh, the only reason I didn't kill about 10 people is when I used to go up on the roof of Channel 4 and smoke a cigar with Don Shelby, and you go, calm down, Tom. Everything's good. Don't That's worry it. about it. You know, Don, it, when he was on the influence. podcast before, it was just always a real joy. It was, uh, oh, he a, was, it was so interesting and you know, really yeah. a true, true uh, professional like you, Tom. Mm-hmm. I mean, just uh, unbelievable skill set with regards to uh, uh, speaking and uh, impromptu speaking. Thing. It was just a great, uh, a great deal. And that one, that one episode... Uh, with uh, Dana Gould and... Uh, oh, God, yes. And, oh, God rest his soul. 
Uh, it was amazing. It was that was an unbelievable experience. Then I think everybody knows about Don's predicament. It's not a secret. Yeah, he has talked about it. We a, talked about it on the show. Yep. Yeah, he had, he had a bad. He had a stroke where he couldn't speak for six months. And now he's just normal. Yeah, he sounds great. Sounds really, really good. Oh, he didn't drop the f bomb though. Ah. He's not normal. Well, yeah, he's not normal if he's not dropping the f bomb. <laughs> but maybe maybe that's one of the good good things or bad things about the the stroke is that it, it erased the f bomb out of his head. <laughs> yeah, could be. <laughs> He just was so excited after being a button-down news anchor that he could just let him rip. Exactly. <laughs> then the other person I talked to, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get him to come on the show. I, I asked him about it, and he just he likes to be in in solitude now. And had a great conversation with him. Uh, uh, but anyway, I talked to Garrison Keeler a couple of days ago, and he's just kind of kicking back and solitude. And I just solitude. well, you know, he went through that whole deal. From what I know... Oh, he got canceled. Uh, he got canceled. And from what I know, he didn't do about 99% of the things that they said he did. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If they decide no, to go after matters. you, they're coming after you. Yep. So. No, no due process. You can just do what you want to people. The only person from... I want seen canceled is Tim Lammers. Absolutely. Oh. Well, yeah, that's oh, just that's, a given. That's not nice. Uh, we don't want to see Timmy canceled. Nice. We got to turn Timmy up. He's way low. I know. I'm way low. You got me? There you are. Speak louder. Hey, you know Don Shelby. um, He's doing love letters at the Chanhassen Dinner Theater with Nancy Nelson. Yep, he is. So that's good. That's good. That's great progress, man. If he's, you know, had some issues before. So, yeah. Yeah, that's terrific. So it you were indeed, talking about canceling me? How, what, what did I do now? No, we were just talking about Gar- I talked to Garrison Keeler a couple of days ago, and he's been a very pleasant man to me. I've only talked to him a couple of times, but I've always admired. I mean, this is a kid from Anoka, Minnesota, who ended mm-hmm. up being internationally famous uh, yeah. for his show. Uh, Lake Wobegon was a great invention, all the rest of it. Brilliant, brilliant guy, but I get along with Garrison very, very well. I don't know if, what people's problem is with him, but... He's a very smart man, very well-spoken, just got a great... I don't know. I get along with him really, really well. You know, know, it it really just falls in line with the whole, you know, treat, you know, the way you want to be treated. Treat somebody the way you want to be treated. Yeah. I only had... I I interviewed him one time um, in person for the Prairie Home Companion movie, and it was a great conversation, you know. Um, Talked to other people about him um uh the late great director sydney pollock yeah uh yeah. mentioned him a couple times in a couple different conversations and uh yeah and everybody on the film loved him too because that one everybody came in here for the junket so meryl streep and kevin klein and john c Riley. i talked to all those people so that was pretty cool uh lily tomlin the great Lily Tomlin. I love her. <laughs> she's oh, so she's, wonderful. She's she is great. With, um, <laughs> our, our friend Tim Russell. Oh so, yeah, right, uh, right. Yeah, I got, I got after our, our interview. I, I got those two kids in touch because she wanted to do another Prairie Home appearance, um, and that was before this whole deal happened with Garrison. So yeah, yeah, right. he kind of got ushered out. Uh, Unceremoniously, didn't he? Now, didn't they cancel the follow-up show? Mm-hmm. Talking about cancel. Yeah, Chris Steele, yeah. Yeah, That yeah. show got canceled. But uh, from what I understand from the people around him and all the rest of it, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But they they tell me that 99.9% of stuff he was accused of, he never did. Yeah. 
Yeah. Once they decide they're coming after you in Minnesota, boy, they come after you hard, don't they? <laughs> it's the way of the world. It's really the way is. of the world. And, and, you know, at what point are we – I mean, we can talk about it, and that's one way of raising the awareness and, and, and trying to fight back against it, but it just seems like a losing fight, doesn't it? It does. There's no question about that. But, uh, yeah, so I just – like I said – you know, I just thought of something. This just hit me, and it's, it's kind of funny because, you know, there's all these people at the Star Tribune and, you know, Channel 9 and all those kind of people just think I'm this far-right nut job, blah, blah, blah. I just named three people. They couldn't be more liberal than <laughs> they are. How did I get to be friends with them if I'm such a far-righty? Explain that to but me. You, and the thing is, though, you know, you belong uh, in a group there, though, that was pre this yep. madness. Yep. You know, there's a yeah, difference between true. liberal and far left oh, out of nuts. your mind. Yeah. yeah. You know, because, yeah, I mean, obviously I have liberal friends. I have conservative yeah, friends. Me too. I don't associate with the far right nutcases and I don't associate with the far left nutcases. You know, there it's you funny. They're calling out these, these uh, two uh, women congressmen. Um, after the State of the Union, and I, yeah, I do think it's in poor taste when you're yelling and and all that kind of stuff. But this Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene—is that their names? Yep. They're basically the 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 uh, equivalent of AOC and any other member of the squad. Yeah, they're basically no, right. that version. <laughs> it's <of> true, them, <laughs> but on the far right. <laughs> You know, and, and, but 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 when they misbehave, then it's an entirely different story. Yeah, you know, oh, and the, yeah. you know, because when you're the media is stacked against you, and I'm not coming out in defense of what they did. I'm just being an observer of somebody from the middle, mm-hmm. and, and and it's so ridiculous to see how now if if AOC was yelling at a Republican president. You know, they would deem it something else. I, you know, it's just maddening. It's maddening to watch. I know. It's, it drives me nuts. Now, I do have one other problem, and Tim, I think you can help me with this. I, um, I got a, I got a uh, mail here. Um, I got to give them a package. I'll be back in a second. I'll mute myself, Andy, and I'll yell when I come back. Okay. Don't worry about my feelings. That's all I have to say. He's got a package on the way, ladies and gentlemen. What more could you ask for? So does anybody have any dead chickens? <clears throat> Dead chick. Oh yeah, dead chickens in Ohio. Yeah, ten miles away. Ten miles away. It's killing chickens. What have you seen? The cloud that thing has developed. It looks like the atom bomb went off. I know. It's very scary. People, uh, they get the yeah, fish are dying. Animals are dying. I don't know if any killed any people yet. I hope not. I don't know, but you know, I don't know. Are chickens like the canary in the mine shaft, or but, yeah, I don't. <laughs> canary in the coal yeah, mine? Maybe. Coal mine, whatever. I just, what are they doing hauling that stuff on a rail car anyway? <clears throat> well, they got to transport it somehow. Jesus. Well, that's, and what are they doing using it? That's the other one. Why are they using that chemical? Well, if you remember back in the, it was the Vietnam War, yes. They, that was when they were using all that Agent Orange. <clears throat> right, right. Yeah, they were, they were putting that in uh, shipping freighters. <laughs> and if one of those had sunk, Ugh. it would have killed like most of the plankton in the sea. <laughs> That's probably so. All right, I'm back. What did I, what did I miss? What, what was in the container? Oh, oh we're talking about uh, Ohio, East Palestine. Oh, East Palestine, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was... And uh, the, explo- the 
They, fire. they lit all those chemicals on fire. Yep. Yeah, it was vinyl chloride. Oh. And yeah. The vinyl chloride, yeah. The cloud, cloud had <clears throat> phosgene gas in it. Yep. <clears throat> Jesus. And people's chickens are already dead 10, mi- 10 miles away. Of course. Well, it's, it Jeez. doesn't take much phosgene gas to, you know, kill stuff, and it doesn't take much pollution right. in that of that a magnitude or that severity of the toxicity to do that sort of stuff. It doesn't surprise me. I kill a bunch of fish. Oh, there'll, there'll be what some about? sterile lakes for a while. Yeah, you, lakes you and rivers. Chickens. It killed chickens. Yeah, it did. Yeah, a lot of them. There go the egg prices again. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm just thinking about my gut here. I don't know. Yeah, that's whatever. But that's that's okay. the sort of excuse they'll use. Well, we lost all these chickens in uh, Ohio and. So we're going to have to bolster the price by about another dollar or so per dozen. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, at least a dollar. Yeah, no question about it. So, Timmy, I did need your help with something because yeah. uh, I've been reaching out to this person to offer them a position on my new morning show on the Hubbard Network, and uh, he's not calling me back. So is there any way you could give me a hand and help me uh, to get him to call back? And who would that be? You. What? I have called you three times, and you haven't you know what? called here's, me back. Here's the problem, Tommy, um, <laughs> because I'm such of a busy media mogul. Oh, here uh, I we put go. my freaking phone on um, on uh, mute because I'm doing interviews or other radio or whatever. Yeah, but I leave so messages. So I will, I will call you after the show today, and uh, I'll be putting my phone on mute again. Later, because our friend David Dasmelchin, I'm going to be talking with him later. Oh, great guy. Great guy. Yeah, yeah, great. And, great and you know what? We can talk about it at the time, but he's got some availabilities coming up next month for good uh, um, his comic book. So we just watched Want to uh, get Man. him on the new show? If you want to get him on this podcast, I'll be more than happy to, yep. to help you arrange that. So we- I'm sorry about that. Okay, I see. Tommy, 131, <laughs> you left a voicemail. Yep. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, it's my that's my deal. I was at a movie last night too, so I mute my phone. Freaking thing stays mute all the time, and not ignoring you, not ignoring you. Sure. Hey, don't worry about it, Andy. Uh, you were gonna say something? Uh, yeah, we just actually watched Ant Man a few days ago, and he was you in did? that. Yeah. What did you think? I remember watching it when it came out a while ago, yeah. but I don't remember anything about it. So this was basically like watching it for the first time. I don't know. I just oh, like completely cool. forgot the movie. Yeah, and it was well, pretty I'll good. Well, I'll talk more about it um, next. Wait, no, it comes out this week, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't know what the embargo is as far as reviews or whatever, but if you got to get through the first one, get through that one, get through the second one, I will say this third one is a completely different kind of movie than the first two, which is a good thing because obviously, you know, you just don't want to get the same old stuff over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, But David, uh, he plays Kurt the Russian hacker in the first two oh, yep. movies, and he's a, a completely different character in this one. He's a character, a creature in the quantum realm. So, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, you know, so I'm going to talk with him about that and a bunch of other things. But he does have a lot of availabilities, it sounds, for um, his comic book. But this guy's got like seven projects coming up this year. It's crazy. He's going to be in the great. Oppenheimer film by Christopher Good. Nolan. It's going to be in The Boogeyman, which is Stephen King's deal. Uh, The Boston Strangler. Kira Knightley's in that. And he's just doing everything. So it's really great to see all of his success. Really good guy, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and just one of these guys, he so appreciates, you know, where he's been, where he's come from, mm -hmm. how far he's come along. So, yeah, it's great to talk to people in the business that don't forget where they're from, you know? Yep. Those are yep, the people that, I, you know, I, I don't have too many friends in the business, but those are the ones I'm friends with, right? I mean, the people yep. that really have struggled and appreciate everything that, uh, you know, has the, the, every time the ball has bounced their way, you know? So I want to bring my my uh, idea for you on the Tom Bernard Morning Show on the Hubbard uh -huh. Network and see if you uh, would go along with this. Because now you do you did Thursdays on, on the KQ Morning Show. But what right. I'd like to do is give you the last quarter hour of the week, every week on... What do you do at 9.45 on Fridays? Uh, I have... I, I'm clear until about ten ten. Well, that's all right because we'll be off by ten. Because what oh, I'd like to okay. do is have you Perfect. on. Obviously, you'll be on this show on Tuesday, and then on the uh, new show on Hubbard. I'd like to have you on at nine forty-five every Friday to talk about. Hey, this is what this, what's on streaming. This is on broadcast. This is a movie. Sure. This is a series. This is what the, are at the theaters. In other words, we'll kick off every Friday and end the the show every week, kicking off. The entertainment weekend Friday night and Saturday night. I'd love to do that with you if, you, if that works for you. Oh yeah, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. So yeah, and and I don't have to get up that early. Although no. I do have to get up that early because of the damn puppy. Um, <laughs> I love well, the little I love the little yeah. punk, but he wakes me up at doesn't matter. No fail. It's five thirty at least every morning. And ooh, I know. What am I? What am I complaining about? You got up in the middle of the night for thirty-seven years. Yeah, thirty-seven. Oh God. Speaking of that, I announced this, and, and Ralphie, you didn't hear this one either. Or oh, Andy, you didn't hear it either because you were sick. But I, um, I got several messages through uh, listeners that have my email and all that stuff, and other people would contact them. They said that felt so weird. The first time in 37 years, the day after the Super Bowl, we used to tune in to hear what your take on the Super Bowl would be, Tom, for 37 years. And, of course, yesterday that didn't happen. Yeah. Kind of weird, isn't it? It is weird. And, uh, I, you know, it's – look, I'll be honest with you. I've and, and everybody that I associate with, you know, from the show still, I mean, I told them it just seems weird for me to listen now even. Right. Just not the same, Tom. <laughs> But well, that's why Timmy, I'm with you on Fridays, baby, starting next everybody, week. Everybody's coming over. Uh, as a matter of fact, they asked me if I would rotate in Catherine, Andy, and Alex to have them appear on the show once in a while, too, as guests, which I think is a great idea. There Whose you go. Whose idea was that? Amy Daniel. <laughs> Give me a tie line at home, sure. Oh, God. Oh, wow. 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 I don't know if we should be discussing business on air, but will, will I be... Obviously, there's, there's your producer. I'll be sending them advances of what I'm going to review, et cetera, et cetera, so you can set things up. Or, yeah, Rudy, Rudy Pavich is the uh, producer, so Rudy will take care of that. Rudy's a very, very funny guy. Great. Well, as a matter of fact, Andy's wife, Melissa, thinks he's. She actually said this to me, Tim. You ready? Yeah. I think Rudy might be the funniest person on the radio. Uh oh. oh well, thanks. Uh -oh. Thanks, Melissa. That's great. Melissa's and on coming the list. in, after, and he comes in after Brittany. So one, oh, two, and no. 
Bringing up the rear is Tom. And we never heard from Melissa again. (laughs) I thought that was funny, but she's a huge Rudy fan. That's great. And everybody is a huge Britney fan. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be every single person is coming over. Uh, from the old show I was on, except for Mike Evans, because he decided to, I don't know, he's nuts. I, you know, I, I got him his job back. You know that, right? Uh, yeah. 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 And I mean, his job I, back and doesn't I, matter. I don't really know Mike, um, but, you good. know, I mean, good luck to him. I mean, you know, what, yeah. what else yeah, can I you agree. say? Um, but, you know, our friend Pat, if I may mention. Pat Ebert? Uh, yes. Yes. Is, uh, it's great to see that he's uh, part of this new endeavor as yeah, we well. Got three of so, we got three of them, as a matter of fact. John McMonagle, of course, he's working with KS95, but he'll be in the building all the time. You got Pat Ebers, got one more guy. We can remember Chris Ron. I think you guys remember him, but he's he's over, got a lot of people. Matter of fact, it seemed like the KQ Morning Show just kind of moved over to Hubbard and left one guy behind, and that was about it. Wow. <laughs> and, oh, of course, cool. we got Mr. Sanny. Sandy's going to be on Mondays and Fridays on the new show. That's going to looking forward to that. I mean, Tevin's going to be on. Everybody's going to be on. It's going to be wonderful. Awesome, man. It's great. Indeed. So I will listen to your message. I will call you back and get some contact info. But uh, nope. again, after it's too late. Done, I already replaced late. you. You're out of the mix. We'll play phone tag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's it's tough. I mean, I, again, I have my phone on mute most of the time. Just basically when I. Or, you know, I guess I could leave it ring and just hang up on you if I see your name come up, too. I guess yeah, I could do go. that. Yeah, you could do that, too. There's no doubt about it. But, well, I tell but, you what, little plug then, because I screened right. the movie already, and I'm talking actually with Carrie Russell about the film later today, but the first film I will review on the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast is Cocaine Bear. Oh, yeah. That's right. Have Cocaine you seen the trailer Bear. for Cocaine Bear yes. yet? <laughs> So that opens the 24th. So we can touch on that. Oh, we can touch God. on Ant-Man as well. But, uh, yeah, Cocaine Bear. Can't kick, can't kick off my first appearance without a better movie than Cocaine Bear. Cocaine yeah, so, Bear. Which is based on a true story, by the way. Not quite the extent of what you see in the movie. They, they use the idea as a springboard. But apparently somebody shoveled uh, some coke off a plane in Brick. <laughs> And and a bear ingested, at, I think, at least one of them. And this took place in 1985. And uh, so somebody had the foresight to say, Jesus, cocaine bear, man. That sounds like snakes on a plane. I mean, just the title is a grabber, cocaine bear. So, yeah, the, 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 the deal is with this bear, though, he, uh, he makes it after the one brick, and he's, he's developed a, a nasty habit for coke. <laughs> So he's hunting for all the other bricks, and uh, let's just say the humans don't fare too well that get in his way. So, but, but we'll talk sure. more about it next week. But just wanted to put out an advanced tease about that one. I like it. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. 
You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We watched a movie that you recommended, Tim. Yeah, Tim. And what was it? Megan. Oh, what did you think? What did you think? We liked it. Yep. We liked it. We had a watch party with Alex. With Alex, sure did. Yeah. <laughs> Is this, okay, can I swear on this one? And I, I don't want to get in the uh, habit of swearing on anything. It's fine. You can. Let it rip. You can bleep me out. Three, two, one. That movie is fucked up funny. <laughs> it is. Okay. It's one yes. of these seals where it's so nuts that yeah. it's funny. You it's know, kind it's of a scary, chucky. But you laugh at it. It's effed up funny. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Unbelievable. That might have been the first time in a, in a whether a podcast or a, a live appearance. I never would have done it. I, or right. I wouldn't be doing it still that I've used the actual F-bomb. Can you believe that? You should be proud of me, man. I've been in this business for, well, on the on the air for, I don't know, maybe 15 years or so. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I've never, if I write it out, you know, some of the places I've written for, they, they, they uh, put the little stars, F-U, not, not even the F-U, it's F, star, star, star. If yeah. I just want to say the f bomb, so right, yeah, I don't use it that often, so it might be the last time too. I just try not to do it because one of these times on a live radio, uh oh, that's the last of Tim. <laughs> yeah, that would probably. Well, I tell you one have, thing: we, it, it's not. It's have not you a dropped it? Here. But you had the seven second delay. Um. Yes, I only did one time. Uh, and it was a seven-second delay, thank God. But I was sitting it's in the old building at 917 North Lilac Drive. So it was about 35 years ago or 30 years ago. I'm sitting there on, on the air, and about one inch from my face, this gigantic spider dropped down from the ceiling. And it, it literally came down very slowly and got right at the tip of... I could feel him touching the tip of my nose. And I dropped the F-bomb, but luckily there was a seven-second delay. Yikes. <laughs> Seven seconds doesn't seem like a long time, but it is actually. It is. As long as it everybody's is, yeah. paying attention, it is enough time to catch it. I was just reminded by a listener that you could, you don't have to say it at all anymore because when Shelby was on the show, he used it uh, so many times he burned it out. He used them up. <laughs> he used them all up. He used all the Fs. <laughs> well, you know what? I will tell you, it is one of my favorite words to say. I don't no, know why absolutely. that is. Growing up on a farm, you know, and great impact. Stuff go wrong uh, every other second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the old man. That's one thing I learned from him, baby. It's it's every part. It's glorious part, f bomb. Every, every particle of speech. Yeah, I mean yeah. verbs, noun, verb, noun, adverb, mm-hmm. verb, it's everything, or, or, uh, adjective. So it really just fills that fills oh, that role sorry, 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 so sorry, easily. Sorry. Okay, well, there's that famous you. audio that sounds like an old uh, high school projector where they go through all the different meanings of the F, F-bomb. It, it, and, Tom, with the new digital broadcast, how, mm-hmm. how, how are the language uh, sensitivities laid yeah. out? I mean, it, there aren't any. Okay, really? so, so you, know, you we don't have to worry so much about that, but you have to be respectful. No. You have to be polite, certainly. Yeah. 
No, you can drop the F-bomb if you want. I don't think it's all that entertaining to hear people drop the F-bomb no. nonstop. No, no, it's no. passe. No. Yeah. Yeah, I well, agree. I, I agree. I think you might have mentioned it before. I mean, it, it's fun at first because you're in an envir- yeah. environment all yeah. of a sudden where it's freeing, right? right? But then after a while, it's like, yeah, do we really need to do this? You know. Well, on occasion, that punctuation on occasion is effective. But when it just is a continuous barrage right, of, right. of this, it's a bit like uh, um, Eddie uh, Murphy, or who was an insult comic dog. Uh, oh, Triumph, Triumph. 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 Yeah. You know, he he when he was on Conan, uh, there were, he so much of what he said was veiled in uh, double entendre and whatnot, and and it was very funny. But when he when he was live or when he was at doing other kind of events where there was no language restrictions, it was. Ah, it was foul. It was just pointless, and it just had no. There was no humor in it anymore. It just lost it. So yeah, you know, language use just have to be just careful. But at the right time, man, it it answers the question. Well, Eddie Murphy, you mentioned him. He actually, uh, I and I didn't really watch the Golden Globes. They're just so pitiful anyway. But Eddie Murphy was given the Cecil B. DeMille Award for Lifetime uh-huh. Achievement, and. Uh, um, he had some advice uh, for for people in the business: pay your taxes, <laughs> mind yes. your business, and keep Will Smith's wife's name out your effing mouth. Except for he didn't say effing, and that was funny. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was funny because. Uh, but I, I love Eddie, and Eddie does use the f bomb quite a bit. But uh, yeah, man, if you go back to those old comedy specials of his, especially with. Um, oh. And it, delirious and raw in the yeah. mid to uh, or the early to mid 80s. My God. Oh, yeah. my God. That guy was just incredible. I mean, he it, it, and it was funny, though. I mean, I always found his F-bombs funny. Did Pryor use it quite a bit, Tommy? Or oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. And Red See, Fox. I never really listened to Richard Pryor. You know, that's kind of weird. But, yeah, it's true. Oh, God, he was phenomenal. And, and Richard Pryor had great physical uh, humor as well. Yeah, I mean, he had great, way more than I uh, expected to see. I mean, you know, his, he was a great comedian. You know, Red Fox. You know, he had a sort of foul mouth too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I knew about that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, these days, what is comedy? Right? What is comedy? Oh, there's no comedy anymore. You can't be funny anymore because it's too offensive. Well, well uh, you got Chappelle <sighs> and you got Ricky Gervais, and that's about it. Bill Burr. Bill Burr, Bill Burr, he yes, goes right Bill Burr after is it. Terrific! I love Bill Burr. God, yep. is he funny? Yeah, he goes right after it. And uh, oh, oh, good lord! I, 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 my memory's slipping here, man. Uh, who's the who's the, the heavy set white guy, red hair? Uh, Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan. Oh, yeah. He yep. he was started was pushing the boundaries yeah. on his last uh, last special. So he so where he's trying to tease people and say, hey, don't get all, all worked up over this silliness. I mean, it's just. He does. I just sort of throwing it back at him and says, "Hey, this is what I'm going to talk about, and and you better be comfortable. If you're not, well, leave." Was he more? I mean, because he's generally been clean. Oh no, he's cl- no. He was clean. He was what I said. He was pushing back on the uh, social warriors, uh, the people. You know, the, the, yeah. he didn't have the fear of being canceled because when right. you get to a certain point in your career, that canceling is to your advantage because it drives people to the seat to hear what you had to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, even a guy like Gaffigan, I mean, it's all about slicing and dicing. And you saw that in the movie that I know was way too long for you, Tom. But Tar, 
when she had Tar, that incident yeah. with that student at the beginning, what they en- en- ended up doing was somebody had the ca- phone camera out naturally and they sliced it and diced it and made it seem like an entirely different thing. So that's what yep. sucks now. I mean, yes. I know you've said, Tom, before, you heard things, recordings of yours that you know you never said. And oh, there was absolutely. a way that they edited yep. it that made it sound like you said it. It's crazy. No, you're absolutely right. The first time I ever heard it, I was leaving Creation Audio down on 26th and Nicollet, the old location down there. And I'm driving home, and on my way home, one of my commercials pops up on, on whatever station I was listening to. And it was saying things that I never said, but it was me saying them. That was really weird. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think, what you were saying, yeah. Yes, So, yeah. So, so as a voice artist, what recourse do you have? I don't know. That's pretty interesting because I never said at least two of the three lines in the commercial. I think as long as you're not, like, being defamed, then they can basically do whatever they want. Tough hop. Yeah. Well, but the, in new contracts, they should be able to say, you know, you can use what I said, but you can't digitize yeah. my voice for other other uses. I agree. I'm trying right. to think what it's called now, but um, it's something, some form of AI. Oh, sure. What, well, the, what is it on, on YouTube where it's like they made made it look like Jim Carrey was actually in The Shining? What do, yeah. what do you call that when they when they do that? Um, deep fake? Deep fakes, yes. Where it seems like these are the – it was – you know, and this was a couple of years ago that I saw this, that Jim Carrey was actually Jack Torrance in The Shining. Somehow they did a deep fake <laughs> where they replaced, they okay. replaced Jack Nicholson with Jim Carrey. And it was amazing. And that and, – and imagine – how, how much further things have come from that point? Well, there, there was a YouTube video that just uh, came across of two news anchors that they had photographs up that were not real, and they looked real. God, I so, that scares it's, me. So now you're going you're gonna to get uh, you're going to get on air talent that's virtual, and they don't have to pay residuals. Yep. All they got to do is once they got that character, you own it. You own that character. Just like a slave, to a certain. I well, mean, it, it's a it, visual slave. Think about how many people are going to get screwed by this by basically making stuff up. Yep. Uh, about people, and and it's indefensible because it's it's like the proof the the, the camera never lies or whatever, right? It, it's like that's scary. That's some scary business. Yep. Oh, the camera lies now, kids. Oh, baby, that's all it's about. But even like <laughs> a guy like. Um, James Earl Jones has, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think. He must be in his 90s now, but he has signed a way. He signed something that they'll keep the voice of Darth Vader alive through AI. Oh, sure. So, you know, he he will never die. And, and as many Star Wars projects as they do in the future, they will be able to sample recordings of his da-da-da-da-da, put everything together like Darth is there. Sure. And uh, so... At least from a business sense, he did something really smart um, instead of them, you know, instead of just dying. And then it's like, oh, we own that. No, no. At least now his family will be taken care of with any in any time that they use his voice in the future. Because I can't imagine, you know, it's inevitable that they will reboot Star Wars at some point. But can you imagine the poor fool being the voice of Darth Vader? Although Tommy could do it with Car Wars. Yeah, Car Wars. That's right. I did See, Car Wars down is. in Jacksonville. 
That was so, that, that was huge. It was Car Wars. It was this Bar Wars. We did Car Wars, Bar Wars. I, we did all of it. It was unbelievable. And they nobody nobody came after you for that, like studio wise or anything. No, it was Jacksonville, Florida. They didn't care. Well, these days they would. Oh they would. yes, they would. Yes, business they would has indeed. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So what else have you have you? How far are you on Mayor of Kingstown? Oh, we love that show. I'm telling you, Catherine. Yep, it's a good show. How oh, far it's so are we? brutal uh, this year. Oh man. But yes. uh, that's the way it is. You got to accurately depict things, right? There's no sugarcoating ever... anything in that show, and I think that's why I love no. it. It's giving you reality for a change instead of not a reality show, but it's giving you the real picture. Is he ever so, coming back? Uh, you know, um, Patty told me that his um, he's in a wheelchair now, and I think that's going to be that way for a long time. And I actually look at that as progress because yeah. he was bedridden, obviously. But when you get uh, rolled over by a 14,000-pound, what are those things called, cat or not a cat? Yeah, like but, snow cat or something, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Uh, basically, one half of your body. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Doc. I hope we see him. And the interesting thing's going to be, when we get to episode 10 of this season, is it going to be an open-ended deal? You yeah. know, because if... You know, he manages to come back. And, and look, I'm going to have faith. I'm going to say, I, I love this guy. I hope he comes back. He is going to come back. Seems to be the sort of guy that will. Yeah, but that's... Um, but look, if, he, if he's left partially disabled by it, there's going to have to be some sort of explanation for that. And I guess they could figure that out. But, I, you know, this is the sort of show I want to see keep going. And yeah. that's just being a selfish viewer. I mean, look, mm-hmm. the guy's got to take care of himself first, but... Man, I, I can't imagine uh, going through what he's gone through and uh, coming back anytime soon. It's that's the, for sure. The, he had I don't know how many, but they were the twenty bones, twenty three bones broken, Ugh. and on that side of your body, well, you know, there's not that not many more than that. I mean, unless you crush your hand, I mean, there's all the hand hand bone. But he, there's some reconstructions going to be going on, and some of those reconstructions may or may not work, and they can. Too. So if you get a bad open fracture of your leg. Sometimes you go through two, three, four years, you know, 10 surgeries trying to fix that leg, and you just end up with an amputation because it just hurts too much, and it's just too much, and you're back on your feet much quicker just with a, uh, just with a prosthesis, as scary as that is and as, as um, mutilating as that is. Sometimes you know, there's, you know, there's a lot that goes on. He's going to chase after this for quite a while because he wants to be whole. Once we hold the way yeah. it was before. And, and there's nothing well, wrong with that. It's just a reality. It's really a long recovery. I, t- I, I, I think I mentioned this before, Ralph, but they said they reconstructed his chest. So basically his ribs were shattered. Then. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, you know, that's pretty straightforward. I mean, just to do the bone grafts and replace the ribs. I mean, I, I, I've done or I've seen that years ago. I've, I've, I've done that. But some of these other things, when you crush that pelvis and trash that uh, your hip joint, you know, because oh. that's kind of what may have, may have ha- I would guess. And along with the head of the femur, which it, it goes into that joint, it's part of the lower part of the joint, pelvis is the upper part of the joint. Man, that's sore. Oh, God bless. I, I you just can't imagine all the scar tissue and things like that. But if he's oh. in a wheelchair, you know, he'll be, he's up, he's up walking on the parallel bars as much as they can. They get him up as much as they can. And this is the current uh, thinking. You get moving as much as you can, as quick as you can. 
So he might get well, back. I hope so. I, I hope he doesn't. You know, again, I, I don't try to be a, a Hollywood ass kisser or anything like that. But it's it's interesting when you're around long enough, you know, you tend to talk to people earlier in their careers when nobody knows them. And then inevitably you talk with them again down the line when they are successful and you pray that they're not going to turn into an overnight a-hole. And Jeremy Renner was not one of those people. I talked to him for a film called Dahmer. He was Jeffrey Dahmer right. in one of his yeah. early films. And before too long, his star, he shot straight to the top. And it was for his second Oscar nomination for The Town. Exact same guy. And that's why, you know, that, that really kind of goes into the way I feel about him. It's like success really didn't alter him. And then you hear of all the stand-up things that he did uh, for that community that he lived in. Um, you know, volunteer firefighter bought the fire department a, a fire engine, which isn't cheap. <laughs> no. You know, so he's done some remarkable things for, you know, the people and the neighbors and the community in which he lives. You know, so... Yeah, God, I'm well, rooting but, for the guy. But I'm this, just rooting for him. This I think per- he can do it. There's a perfect reason to use CGI and uh, 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 AI animation of him mm-hmm. because they, true. They, it would it it may, may it's not going to look exactly the same, but man, it's getting close. They're getting so close. Well, I remember when I was well, a kid, they had that thing where Christopher Reeve got out of his wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. everyone was like all wowed by that. That was God. What almost thirty years ago now. Maybe 20, but still. CGI yeah. was a lot crappier 20 years ago. Yeah. Because well, um, you know, problem. when Carrie Fisher died, um, she died after this. Well, I'm trying to think. Was the second Her filming, I think, was complete on the second Star Wars sequel film. And there was one other. So they used previously unused footage. And you're thinking, okay, so these scenes are going to look really out of place because she was shooting the scenes in this outfit and this uniform, blah, blah, blah. I read later on what they did was they essentially took her face and they had a stand-in go through all the scenes. And then they digitally graphed her face onto whoever was doing the scene. And that's how they accomplished it. And it is pretty remarkable when you see the film that you you just swear it's her. And, And then now how many, that was like two years ago, I think that's, film was oh it's 2020 so it's going on three years well, they, they did the same thing with peter cushing as governor Tarkin. yes they did that's right that's, that's right and, and, but that. he was completely animated i think i think he, you're he, right yeah they uh they had a stand-in and then they used okay yeah the, i don't know if they reconstructed his face digitally or yeah they had to have because you're talking about a character from 1977 yeah there's no way yeah yeah um oh yeah he, that so that's it's on its way, you know. And Tom, you know, voiceover is going to be exactly the same thing. They they, they just dial it right in, and oh, I'd like a little more uh, trouble in that voice. They just dial it up a little bit, change it to exactly what they want. And they they use one voice for everything. Well, look at the bright side, Tom. Uh, first of all, get the rights to your own voice, which I'm sure you already have. Right. And if they start doing this AI thing, you can tell people to f off for the next hundred years. Exactly. See, now we're talking. You got to look at, you know, the, the, the pros of this. Tom mm-hmm. Bernard in 2099 telling you to F off. Man, that, <laughs> I'd love that. I'd listen. <laughs> hey, whatever. 
I like it. Well, Timmy, so I will talk to you later on this afternoon. But uh, so so you're in Friday afternoon or excuse me, Friday mornings at 945. Is that good? It sounds great. It sounds great. And I haven't mentioned anything to, you know, people have been asking me about different things. Is it right if I go ahead and say that I'm joining Absolutely. you on everything? Everything's wide I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I wanted you to take care of all your business. And before I said yeah, anything. So, yeah, I'm yeah. I'm really, really thrilled about it. And uh, um, I will check your voicemail and I'll call you after the podcast and before I talk to uh, Das Melchin. So you're done at what you time? Know. Noon? 1230? Uh, 1230. Yep. I mean, you're all buttoned up with everything you have to do after the podcast and all that. Yeah, sure. All right. I'll give you a buzz about 1230 then. Sounds great, Timmy. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you. Uh, good to talk with you, Ralph, Andy, Thanks and too. Catherine. Talk to you all next week. Happy Valentine's Bye. Day. Bye. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy yes. Happy Valentine's to you. Timmy Lammers, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. That, yeah, that pretty much takes care of everybody who was on the morning show with me. Is moving over. Like I said, with the exception of Mike Evans, I'll still never understand why he didn't want to go. But whatever, good for him. I think he's going to retire at the end of the year is why he did it. Oh, that makes <clears throat> sense. I, from what I understand, he's probably going to retire at the end of this year. And, and so he just didn't want to, which I, I guess I understand. Can't win them all. Indeed. But we got everybody else, and it's going to be, it's going to be a highly uh, humor-focused show because there's no humor out there anymore. You guys were bringing that up earlier, whether it's on television or radio or wherever it is. 
humor is just kind of missing right now. Why is that? What is just too offensive to people? Oh, people are afraid, afraid to be canceled, afraid to say the wrong thing, you know, or to say the right thing. It's just this, I don't know, it's just it's sort of disgusting. I mean, it did, you, it's, who cares if you get offended? You get offended all the time. Yeah, I mean, settle down, right? You know, there's exactly. a thousand things I hear every day that trigger me. <clears throat> And you just, well, okay, well, yep. uh, you know, they said that and then try to take it in context, try to understand it, and maybe they were right. I think know? 95% of the time they're not offended. They just like the power that comes there with pretending go. to be offended. That's, That's right. what it is, and it's all a power play. Yep. If I say that, that you hurt money. my feelings, then I can destroy your life, and that gives me a whole lot of power over you. Can you imagine the career of Don Rickles these days? <laughs> <laughs> nope. I mean, he couldn't get two people to show up on a street corner for, for his uh, kind, of, kind of humor anymore. He was hilarious, but not anymore. Boy, that's not funny in the least, man. Horrible. Yeah. Or maybe it would be. I think it is. It's going to fracture it some way. It's going to break one way. And it's, it's possible that, you know, the, the, this stuff will all come back to a certain extent. And this, this, cancel, this cancellation thing is just stupid, you know, because most of those people were of a liberal ilk and they refuse to accept due process, which is a cornerstone of the liberal left. I mean, yeah, every, every, used to be. Everybody has to have a due process. Well, we can't just assume that this person was – but yet they will do that in a, in a second, uh, you know, for cancellation. Yep. Yeah, that far left, far right stuff, you could have it all. No, thank you. I'm good. Right? Uh, I wanted to ask Tim about this. Did you hear about this movie, White Noise? No. It was Netflix released it in 2022, and it was about a train crash in a sleepy Ohio town and how a chemical explosion forced people to evacuate. Oh, dear. Yeah. Isn't that wild? When was the year? 2022. Jesus, I didn't know that. Yeah. White noise. Interesting. Unbelievable. Andy, I want you to do me a favor. Uh-huh. Uh, this took place in Michigan. Uh, there's a story. I can't remember where the story was from, but uh, an 11-year-old girl was asked to leave school because they were drawing pictures of uh, animals, and she drew a pig and put a bow tie on it, and they told her that it was very, very offensive, and she had to go home. Would you bring that up on your screen like I said, a little girl, 11 years old, uh, Michigan a pig with a bow tie. Uh, Michigan yeah. pig with a bow tie. I see it. You see Michigan. it? Mm-hmm. Do you find that picture offensive? I need to see the full. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get why they did it. Why would they, they send were her wrong, home? but, I'm you know, it's. What this is. It's. It, you know, there are two little bows at the top, and then there's the long kind of necktie thing. Well, it's kind and of like a combination bow tie necktie. It's not yes. something that really exists, but yeah. But to an 11 year old kid, oh, well, yeah, the kid's girl, not going to know any different. They thought it looked like a penis, oh, and she does. did it on purpose. Oh, it definitely looks like a penis, but I don't think she did it on purpose. No, I don't no, think she, she didn't did do it on, on purpose. Also, it doesn't. It's pointing the wrong way for one, or if it's it's like. <laughs> It's attached at the wrong locations for that, so it doesn't yeah. make well, sense. She's also an 11-year-old girl, so if she had drawn a penis on a pig on purpose, there would have been a lot of giggling right. and weird, well, you know, Yeah, they're not good yeah. at hiding that kind going of around thing. the classroom. She wouldn't have just like, oh, I'm going to just do this. 
So my question is, why don't you just let it go? Nobody would have ever heard about it. Nobody would have been offended if you had just let it go. Now everybody's going to be offended. Right? Oh, my God, look yeah. at that. Well, and the girl probably, if she wasn't doing it on purpose, she was just trying to draw a pig, and she was innocent in the whole, she had no clue that it looked like a phallic right. situation. And now she has done something terribly wrong, and it's everybody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just there's no reason for this to be a national story. No and, reason at all. And you've given you've, you may have uh, psychologically damaged this child. Yeah. Yeah. Like yep. yes. There's no point in this. There's no, no point in this. I mean, when I substitute at in Sage's classroom, there have been I think three or four instances where a child drew something that looked like a penis, mm-hmm. yeah. and we yep. just kind of giggle about it as the teachers, and then we're like, "Well, hopefully the parents don't get upset <laughs> when you send it home with them." Yeah, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We don't eat bananas anymore. They look too much like a penis. So sorry, we can't eat those anymore. Some people probably I mean, come don't on. like that. What a joke! Uh, let me know when Kristen's ready to go, if you would, Andrew. I'd she appreciate is. it. Kristen Bird is ready to go. I'm here. What's happening, sister? Actually, I was early, too. I was 9.28. I signed in. She's Uh looking up the Michigan pig bow tie. Did you look up the Michigan pig bow tie? (laughs) (laughs) I just heard. I was like, what an introduction from, like, a pig with a possible penis (laughs) to me coming in. Hello. And here you are. (laughs) So here's the sad news for Kristen Burt. You're never getting rid of me now, sister. I know. <laughs> you are stuck with me. Maybe it's sad for you. I don't think so. Amy Daniels, you know, the woman you talked to from Hubbard? Mm-hmm. You don't have a bigger fan. It's just disgusting. She I'm loves a big you. fan of her. She's fabulous. Yeah, she's, she's really good. And like I said, that's all I need is a strong woman, another strong woman I have to answer to. I got you, I got Catherine, I got Alex. I mean, keep going down the list. Now we got Amy Daniels. I mean, my God. We make the best leaders, I think. (laughs) Yes, you do. But uh, Kristen Burt, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, was going to be replacing Mike Evans as the Hollywood Reporter. What do you think of the Kristen Burt Hollywood Report? Is that a good name for it? Sounds fabulous. I love it. Kristen Burt Hollywood. And I've already talked to people about getting you syndicated. I think it would be wonderful. I love that idea. I'm ready. It is a great. I'm ready. It's a good. No, but thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks so much for accepting that job because I thought, my God, that's it was the everybody else from the old morning show came over. Uh, You know, not not the main, you know, people on the air. I'm talking about uh, people that do appearances, things like that. Whether it's sports or Brad Blanks or you know you or Tim Lammers or you go down the list. Uh, everybody, Bob Sansevier is coming over. They're all coming over, and I'm really looking forward to it. And we really are going to try to to focus on entertainment and humor and what 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 radio morning shows used to be, you know? Yeah, and I think people are, are looking for that. People are looking for a bit of escape from the real yeah. world. So <laughs> having a little bit of fun, whether it's talking TV or movies or some crazy thing that happened in Hollywood, hopefully we can deliver that. You can. God, I have, to, I have to go with this. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you already do have a sponsor. I don't know if you know that or not. Oh, I didn't know that. That's exciting. Yep. I can't tell you who it is yet, but you do have a sponsor okay. already. It's just oh, well, unbelievable. Well, no, and thank you. I just want to say thank you. I'm so honored to join your show and just know that I appreciate it and uh, am thrilled uh, to be making the journey with you. 
but I didn't want you. I, I was against the idea. <laughs> I pushed hard, Kristen. I pushed hard. <laughs> Thank you. The other KB. I'm, in, I'm on your side. Back. I appreciate yep. it. I'm on your side. <laughs> the other KB. That's exactly mm-hmm. right. <laughs> the KB stick together. <laughs> yeah. no, I just want to go on the air. It's on 7, seven to 10 starting next Monday on the, uh, the Hubbard Network. And I just cannot wait to get on there and have fun doing radio again. I mean, some of the people I worked with over at KQ, there are at least one or two of them that I liked. The rest of them you can have. But um, I just want to have fun again. It just got to be so political and so over the top and just, ugh. We'll get it going. It's going to be great. Are you excited? Are you just like... I am very like five excited. more sleeps, six more sleeps. Are you counting down? <laughs> yeah, I'm a four-year-old again. <laughs> Only six more sleeps. That's exact. I got that from Fawn. Fawn talks about sleeps, or is that Sage that with the sleeps now, Alex? What? Only <laughs> five more sleeps, and I get to do this. Oh, but, well, Mom kind of started that. Like she'd be I like, did. two days. Oh, it's two sleeps. Two sleeps. <laughs> yeah. Two sleeps for Christmas. I used to do that as a kid. It was my favorite thing. Oh, yeah, the two sleeps. Well, it puts things in perspective for a child. Yeah. You know, because the days last forever when you're a kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, remember, yeah. like, the school year would last forever, and then the summer would last five minutes, and mm-hmm. it's such a time warp as a kid. Yeah, it is. So. Yes, it is. No question about it. Before we move on to the Kristen Burt report, I would like to say, by the way, because uh, I, I w- I'm going to do it on the on the show itself, on the morning show when it starts. But I cannot believe the advertisers and the way they responded to this. People came out of the woodwork to support my new show with Hubbard. You people are amazing, and thank you very much. You've always supported uh, me and the family and the show and all the rest of it. But every single one of them stepped up. It's unbelievable. It's amazing. Because you're a legend. Uh huh. Okay. In your own mind. <laughs> <laughs> Alex goes, Alex goes, yeah, okay. Okay, let's move on to some other stuff. You're welcome. Yeah. I'm only teasing you, you know. I understand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the Kristen Burt Report. What's happening, sister? This one is for Alex, since I think, you know, you've got oh, kids God. just right age. Andy does, too. So uh, Barney is being oh, rebooted. No. Rebooted. No. Yes. Leave it in the past, please. Barney was gross when he was around. Back. And Mattel is the one who is bringing it back, which you know means they are looking at merchandise yes. everywhere. Well, but of I course, think yes. What I find the most interesting of this, they are making merchandise not only for kids, but for the adults, because the people who are adults now are the ones who grew up on Barney. That so is they true. Have huge marketing strategy with it. Well, if it's a reboot, right. does that mean he's going to get a new origin story? <laughs> oh, Wouldn't yeah. that be fabulous? Like a different source of, for his powers this time. <laughs> <laughs> the meteor struck the most... his parents and killed them, but it also it's gave him super strength. off into the Marvel universe. Exactly. It yeah. It's going to be the Barney Such... extended universe. Yes. An annoying show. Yes, well, it, it was. was. Just yeah. like I mean, as mindless like, as it gets. Animated feature. I mean, they are going all out with, with oh, Barney. Yeah. It, it will uh, return in 2024. So you've got this year of like not listening to that I Love You song over and over again. Oh, uh, I liked it when I was, you know, five years old. Oh, I remember kids the, ki- the kids. The you say, I love you, you love me, let's hang Barney from, from a tree. tree. <laughs> now, every song has some yeah. reference to killing Barney version. Tic-tac-toe, three in a row, Barney got shot by a G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
That was the rhyme when I was a kid. Oh, no. Kids could not get enough of it. It's just like a purple yeah. blob. He kind of looks like Grimace from McDonald's, if you really think about it. Yeah, he does. He's yeah. like if Jay Leno and Grimace were combined into one creature. Yeah, the love child. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's bad news, Kristen. No. For the world, in <laughs> my like opinion, it. my kids like, will not why, be watching. Why? But and I, I'm really curious to see what they do merchandise wise, uh, because obviously, if they're catering to adults and kids, you just know they're going crazy. They're going to do like the onesies and who know Halloween costumes. You know that they're going to go crazy with it. Ugh. Yeah. Adults well, are going to watch this. Well, I think that they're thinking because now this is an intergenerational show because he was on the air for 20 years. He's been away for a while. And now, you know, some of the millennials and some of the Gen Z kids will have their own kids. Is it, it's, it's a cartoon, right? Well, they're really, yeah, they're doing cartoon. They are playing, they're doing everything like across the board, but it's like a really big strategy of like animated series. Um, a film they're going to do um the show itself they're going to bring back the, the live action show oh so, they are oh well they're yeah. putting all of the eggs in the barney basket they are going crazy with it they huh. really think that barney is going to have a very big resurgence i don't know really? i don't think so Oh man that's weird i mean yeah we all loved it when we were five years old but i don't think there's a lot of people who are like clamoring for more Barney. Yeah, or the Teletubbies. When are they going to roll back, oh, roll back no, out? No, thank you. Oh, God, they're yeah, the I will say Fraggle Rock came back, and that was exciting. I'm surprised that hasn't. It has. Has it? Yeah, Apple TV has new Fraggle oh, Rock. Oh, just now? Yep. Yeah, like oh. last year, two years ago. It's fantastic. I think, though, I think what Mattel is leaning into is nostalgia. And yeah. a lot of people are kind of wishing. Well, everything is were... nostalgia right now. Everything. It is. It just... sells. That, well, that's the thing. They're banking on it because they know it sells. It's yes, why it does. when you look at the movie theater right now, we're just getting things that we're all familiar with, yep. whether it's a reboot, whether it's a franchise that we're familiar with over and over again. That's the only thing Hollywood's making money on. It's really hard to put out an original story now. Well, speaking of nostalgia, Bob Franklin wants to know if you're going to be singing Aloha Friday. Oh, she Me? should be singing Aloha Friday. You probably well, don't know what, what that means, yeah, but most of the listeners do. I have no idea. I know what what is Aloha Friday? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, it's it. There was some that Mike was Evans. Yeah. Mike Evans Mike Evans sign off song on oh. Fridays. Yep. Uh, it was his. He was made up little song because he was born in Hawaii or something. Yeah, something right? like that. Yeah, yeah. some yeah. connection. Was, in. Yep. Nobody wants my Boston accent to come out on an Aloha Friday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. Oh, you know, I'm glad. I'm glad you talked about your Boston accent because Catherine and I only have, I believe, six more episodes of City on a Hill. I love Boston even more because of that show. I just love that show. It didn't make Boston look really nice. I thought it did. What do you think? No. (laughs) Okay, I want to hear the differences. Why do you think it didn't make uh, Boston look nice? And then, Tom, why do you think it made Boston look nice? Yeah. Go ahead, Catherine. You go first. Uh, well, it was the time frame was when it was very racist, very segregated. The FBI was completely corrupt. The Boston PD was corrupt. So nothing. Everybody changed. was corrupt. Nothing's changed. It was then. Very bad. No, I mean that's that's honestly. I mean, if you look at some of the the <laughs> East Coast cities, I feel like there's there's a lot of that, you know, in that history. New York City, Boston. Oh, absolutely. Philadelphia. <clears throat> but 
I mean, this just makes everybody look really bad because people know about all kinds of stuff that was happening. And then uh, I think we're are we in the third season now, Tom? Yes. Yeah. Okay. This this one uh, I don't know when it was written, um, but all of a sudden they're start starting to talk about charging cops for killing people. Oh, yeah, um, right. You know that kind of stuff. So it's definitely transitioning mm. into sort of the new era. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because it starts in the early 1990s and, and continues on, and it's a true Boston story because Ben Affleck is the executive producer on the show. Oh, it just was. I can't believe how Ke- Kevin is just the worst human being. He's <laughs> <laughs> just such a. All I ever think about him is dancing around in his underwear, and then he turns into this savage beast of a human being. <laughs> but. You know why I like that show, and I'll tell you why. It's why I like it's gritty and real. I like Alex. I like Catherine. I like Kristen Burt. I like all these women because, well, again, I offer the the first thing you ever said to me is why I fell in love with you immediately. Do you know that story, Kristen? I don't. Very quick version of it. I walk into my attorney's office. I'm his only client, so basically all all he's got going is my career, right? So I walk in. You know, I'm very young, so I think I'm cool with the cool breeze and all that. And I walk in and I said, you know, I see this really pretty young woman sitting at the desk. And I said, hey, would you uh, tell Alan that uh, Uncle Tom is here? And she gets on the phone. She goes, "Uh, Mr. Dorfman, Uncle Bob is here. And I said, my name is Tom. And she she looks at me and goes, yeah, whatever. (laughs) I fell in love immediately, Kristen. It's one of those guys that has to have his pigtails pulled. Now, that's a Boston deal. That was a very Boston thing to do, wouldn't you but agree? It was a very Boston thing to do. I like it. She's got a bit I'm of stats you, to her. I just love that about Boston. All those women on that show, City on the Hill, yeah, why don't you blow it out your ass? <laughs> I just love that. It, it is. It's so Boston. Everyone like cuts oh. straight to the chase straight shooters. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's always interesting because, um, over the years when I, you know, you've had bosses and things like that, I'm always just like, tell me the truth. Like you get out to California and they will blow smoke, you know, and then you sit there and you're like, no, no, tell me really what you think instead of like, that's great. That's good. No, be a straight shooter because I can handle it. Boston, you just tell right, right to your face. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's why I always like going to New York, and it just—that's the way I've always operated. And this passive aggressive and the stabbing people in the back stuff just—I don't understand it. <laughs> I love when the when the the mother-in-law, to and Jill Hennessy. I love Jill Hennessy, and I hope you it, know it is beautifully cast. It is beautifully cast. Yeah. No question. Stunning too, Jill Hennessy. Oh, she's just yeah. terrific. We've had her on the, uh, well, not this show, the morning show, but we're going to have her on this, this one one day. She's just a terrific guest, but she got in an argument with her mother-in-law, and her mother-in-law is like, I don't know, 80, something like that. I think it was her mother-in-law? Isn't that her mother-in-law? Oh, it's her mom. Oh, that's her mom? Yeah. Her own mother talks to her like that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Kristen, you Boston people. <laughs> We're rough. <laughs> He's talking to her own daughter, and her daughter says something, and her mother goes, yeah, why don't you blow it out your ass? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so it's like, whoa. That's Boston. I can't see Kristen saying that to her mom. <laughs> no, oh, I would But, you know, I, I talk with my uncle every Tuesday morning, so I talked to him this morning. He talks like that, too. <laughs> oh, does he? 
Yeah, so my Tuesday mornings, like I usually go for a walk in my neighborhood at like 6.30 in the morning and uh, he is just, he's so funny. <laughs> you know, I will <laughs> Every tell you, sort thing, of like Boston phrase comes out of his mouth at that hour. Another thing I love about Boston, you go up in the North End to have a little, uh, little chow, a little Italian food. It's always <laughs> no phenomenal. Way. No question about it. But you, it, when you get out of the taxi in the North End of Boston, you can feel in the air do not cause trouble when you're up here because it ain't going to work out for you if you do. You can feel they're not going to put up with any of your BS. Oh, you know absolutely I mean? not. I love that. They'll take yep. care of it. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com. That's shift, the number two, sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. I see that Cedar on the Hill has Aldous Hodgey. On, is in one of the actors. Yeah, yep, yep. Aldous, uh, he was in uh, Straight Outta Compton. He's a, he's a good friend of uh, Josh and Ashley's. Oh, I good, didn't know good, that. Yeah, Aldous and, uh, and his brother uh, and his – yeah, they, they're friends of theirs. Uh, his mom was a, a ex-Marine who raised three kids by herself. Oh, so, God. So these men are sort of, uh, sort of straight-laced and kind of polite and uh, kind of good people. <laughs> they're, they're really good people. No, he plays DeCourcy Ward, doesn't yeah. he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know? He's so good at that. Do you know who DeCourcy Ward actually was? No. And I nobody knows this, and for some reason, I don't know. I read about it years and years and years ago, I guess. But uh, Aldous is a black man in America today, right? Yeah. And he plays a character named DeCourcy Ward. Well, the real DeCourcy Ward was a professor at Harvard in the 1920s, and he was one of the most racist human beings on earth. So they got wow. a black guy named after a racist white guy. It's oh, like, wow. what? Huh. What the hell is Maybe that? Maybe it's a bit of a middle finger thing. Well, I think it kind of is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Well, you know, that's a callback to last week's show. Weren't we talking about Kelsey Grammer? Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Naming characters? Yep. 
Oh, you're absolutely Nile right. And everything else. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's true. I just, but I, I but I, I'm watching the show, the very first episode, you know, two years, three years ago, and I said, DeCourcy Ward is a black. <laughs> like what? Okay. But just terrific. We love that show, and it's going to be really sad. We've only got what six episodes left, I think. And I'm going to miss that show because I just see. I love the attitude of the people on that show. I just love it. Yeah, why don't you kiss my ass? I just love that. You need to go visit Boston more. <laughs> I do I need to go Boston. to visit. Oh, Boston's a wonderful. What a pretty city! It is such a pretty city. At going. When do you guys go during the summer or during the fall? Uh, we were there in the summer. Yeah, it was summer. Summer. I suggest doing going in the fall at some point so that you can drive through like New Hampshire and Vermont and Maine yeah. and see all of the beautiful leaves. It's New England fall is outstanding. Oh God. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I just, well, I mean, look at the people, you know, Doug Sprinthal is from, uh, from Boston, Maine, all those places. Mm-hmm. He, and look what a great guy he is. He puts up with zero BS, and that's I like that about him. But no, I tell you what, honest to God, Kristen, you're so lucky that you were from Boston. I we love that city. I do too, and it's it's uh, you know what's really nice about it too, and I think a lot of people don't realize until they visit. It's a city, but it's a real small town city. Yeah, so everybody is. knows each other, you know, in the neighborhood, as they say. And it really has a small town feel, even though it's considered one of the major cities in the U.S. You know what I'm going to do? And you're going to have to grab the wheel on this one, Kristen Burt. As soon as we get rolling here with all this stuff. That's my watch. I wish my watch wouldn't do that. Who is beeping? That was me. That was my watch. And I wish my watch wouldn't. Yeah, it's telling me, Tom, shut, shut your noise. No, it's not. Um, you know, I just had, I had thought just struck me and I'm gonna have to get to work on, on, on Ginny Morris. Jenny Hubbard is her birth name, uh, owns, you know, she's, she's the director of all the programming, all the stuff over there. Her family owns Hubbard Broadcasting, obviously. So I'm gonna have to get to work on Ginny. We have to do is set up our first trip wherever that is with the morning show. We got to go to Boston. Can you imagine yeah. bringing about 100, 200 people out to Boston for fun. for four days? Oh, would that be fun? It would be that fun. would be amazing. <laughs> I'm going to get to work on that starting right after the show in 10 minutes. Vin- get... Vinny Terry is, is there now playing hockey. He plays, yeah, he plays, yeah. He plays hockey in Boston now. Yep. So we can get... I would bring all of my big, crazy family around. They oh, are God, not... be great. I have a huge It'd family, too. My mom's one of six. So there's a lot of cousins of and aunts wow. and uncles. Yeah, and, they and then my husband's in seven, so I'm in I'm oh. in big family territory. You are. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. I, I, that's a great. We need to do our first trip. We did in Vegas. We've done Key West. We've done Nashville. We got to go to Boston next, man. But I'm going to have to go out and find some some funding for that bad boy because that would not be a cheap trick. I can promise <laughs> no. you that. That's going to be a spendy one right there, but. We'll get it done. I'll get it. I'll figure it out in the next 12 months. No problem. I love it. <laughs> All right. So what else is happening in Hollywood? Um, if, for people who are fans of Ted Lasso, they dropped a teaser today, and you've got um, the show premiering on Apple TV Plus March 15th. Very excited. I feel like you, you started the show and then you dropped it. Who, me? Yes, you Yeah. Did. You are correct. I did. I did. I didn't like it at all. 
Yeah, I have. I was like, I thought so. I'm like, that show, people either like love it or hate it. I adore it. I think the characters are quirky. They make me laugh. Mm -hmm. I think it's funny. I love it. It's funny. I hear people talking about that show all the time. They'll they'll quote Ted Lasso and everybody laughs like hyenas. It's just <laughs> well, there's it's a, it's a, a new friends. Yeah, kind of. Um, to me, it oh. reminds me um, of kind of a, a Schitt's Creek with all the quirky characters. Yeah. Yes. I do mm-hmm. think Schitt's Creek was better written um, and more cohesive, but it's still in sort of that same type of genre. Yeah. Um, Abbott Elementary, big hit. Oh God, that's Tom funny. actually Gosh, likes it, Kristen. You recommended it, it to us. It is one of my absolute it. favorites. Are you? Did, have you so finally funny. watched it? I know I kept yep. on saying, "Are you watching? Are you watching?" Yep. Yeah, I think we're four episodes in. Love it on season one. Yep, yep. just started it. Okay. I was like, Kristen keeps on saying that you're going to like this, but you know how Tom is. It's like maybe one out of ten things that you think he'll like, he'll like. Right. So this is the one. <laughs> I love it. I finally, yeah. Th- this th- this show. If, if people aren't watching, you, there's so many ways to watch it too. Because if you have HBO Max, it's there. It's on ABC. It's on Hulu. So you'll be able to find it somewhere. And um, besides, if you were a fan of The Office, this is another yes. one. It's just set in a public school. But the characters, it's yes. so well cast. Whether it's Cheryl Lee Ralph. Um, my goodness, Lisa Ann Walter is fantastic in the role as well. Mm-hmm. She's the redhead. Yeah. Um, oh, she's the way they phenomenal. All play off of each other. They're great. You know who she reminds me of? The redhead. Oh, what's her name? Lisa Ann Walter. Lisa Ann Walter. You know who she reminds me of with her attitude and her red hair? Well, it's kind of reddish brown hair. Gee, I wonder. <laughs> Amy Daniels. I thought you were going to say mom. Totally. Well, mom, too. That's true. Yes, exactly. But honest to God. I'm much more sophisticated. The the program director of the show over at Hubbard, Amy Daniels, you give her, oh, my God, she she just gets this attitude. I just love it. I absolutely love it. Um, For those of you who are like, at least Ann Walter looks familiar, but I'm not sure. She was in the Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap, the reboot of that. Oh, So some people may remember that. Yeah, everybody on the show is very familiar, but I don't know what they were all on. <laughs> Who is the older woman, uh, black woman oh, teacher? She's great. She's phenomenal. Ralph. She oh, won the God, Emmy she's... for that role. She just sang at the Super Bowl on Sunday. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know Broadway that. star. I mean, she's incredible. She her attitude is that one I was like, put I have to put up with this crap every day. I just love that about her. And I think a lot of people will recognize uh, Tyler James Williams too, because he was he played Everybody Hates Chris. He played the younger version yep. of Chris oh, Rock. Oh, yep. that's where yep. it was. Okay. Yeah, he's really but good. Everybody's really good. Really good. Really well cast. Really well written. And I will say that because um, I'm I'm in season two of it. It's still sharp. You know, sometimes they get that sophomore slump. It's still really sharp. Really funny. Um, and they really continue the story well. Because you sometimes think, like, well, how are they going to get into, like, that second season? How are they going to keep yeah. this going? But they do a great job. You know, my favorite part of it is, is the fact that the principal of the school is the dumbest person on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. She is so good. Um, oh, God, she's Janelle great. James is her name. Janelle James. She just plays... 
I mean, like someone who just like doesn't care. <laughs> right, right. In the most hilarious way, is just like in the job, likes the leadership role, but doesn't really want to be a leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's so great. She takes she takes the school funds and spend it on stuff that she likes because she thinks it'll be good for the <laughs> curriculum. Oh, okay. yeah. This is like an inner city Philadelphia <laughs> school that needs all the funding it could possibly get. And she will just take it in the left. You know, they need to go right with the funds. She goes left. Oh, I, I just love it. I absolutely think that show. Yeah, Catherine and I are about four or five episodes in now, and we will we will watch all of them, believe me, because it's so one for Kristen. Yeah. Yay. One for Chris. Oh, Catherine's <laughs> So what else, Kristen? Everything else good? Um, everything else is good. We're kind of, you know, we're in the middle of uh, award show season. So it's interesting. Yesterday was the nominees luncheon, and they are still talking about the Chris Rock slap. They, oh, you know, geez. Academy officials oh, apologized God, yeah. again yesterday and said they mishandled it. I'm like, we're never going to get past this. We're going to no. be talking about this for the next six months. I still think that was fake. I don't. I, I do. I, I really do. The ramifications have been too too far-reaching for everybody involved. What, what, I'm sorry. Well, what ramifications? They're getting the best pub they can possibly get this year, <laughs> a year later. What are, the ram, what are the bad ramifications? People are angry in Hollywood, okay. honestly, of how they handled it. Um, for the Academy, a lot of people won't watch because of it. You have a lot of Academy members who are really pissed off about all of this. Okay. Um, really? Because, oh, yeah. I mean, this has been this has been in, like an ongoing scandal for it all. And, and the reason why everyone thought, like, oh, they're going to go big this year and maybe get someone like The Rock to host. But the Academy is so scared. They went back and hired Jimmy Kimmel because they're like, it's just safe and that people want safe. Um, when I think they should have probably gone in the opposite direction. That's just my opinion. But mm-hmm. Will Smith, people don't want to touch Will Smith. People do not want to really? work with him. It's why his show on Apple TV Plus kind of like came and went, and it should have been in the mix for the award show season had this not happened. Serena Williams even just talked about it, and you know she doesn't even want to talk about it because it was supposed to be her family's big night about her father's story, and instead it became about a slap heard around the world. I just don't understand why he did. I'll never understand why he did that. And I, the reason I think it's fake, Kristen, is because uh, security. When I was much younger, I used to do security at different places. I'm talking about a long, long, long time ago. And the one thing you you were told: if anybody gets up that staircase, you're in huge trouble. Um, you know, in other words, the staircase up onto the stage. They would tell you up front: do not let anybody and i don't care who it is go up that staircase and he just walked right up and nobody even tried to stop him that's why i don't believe it was was real smith and i think had it been like a random person i think that it would have happened faster but because it was will smith and everyone was just in shock nobody reacted and i go back to go back to like 2000 i think it was 16 the year that they called out the wrong best picture you know, La La yeah. Land versus Moonlight. Oh, yeah. It took them right. so long to even get on stage and correct that, even though they knew that the anthem, that the winner that was announced was wrong. People, I think, are just in shock when things are happening on live TV, and they're just not reacting. And I think the yeah. same thing happened with Will Smith. Or they, or they expected Will Smith to be a gentleman and a good person. Yeah, and yeah. they he, were. He wrong. did look like a mental case when he did well, that. He that to did. me is the real story. I feel like Will Smith has felt like he's had to act 
a certain way in public. And we've had this facade for many decades mm. when the real Will Smith is obviously a little bit edgier than we ever realized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the real go. Will Smith came out on stage that night. Yeah, Well, he's not supposed to. He's getting paid to be a character. That's what an actor is. And when they're in public, they should be that character to a certain extent or that persona. Yeah. You can't just be go nuts. I mean, that that. I think it's unexcusable if you know if he did. I mean, it just makes no sense to me. I mean, that's well, your livelihood. His win for life. All you're going to remember is, yeah. oh yeah, he won. But remember, I just remember he slapped someone. It, that he had been nominated so many times. This was this Oscar was going to him and nobody else. And that's what I always think back on. I'm like, you are never going to have that memory of everyone celebrating you because people love Will Smith so much. They would have been celebrating right alongside with him. And instead, yeah. people were like, why did he go to the party after he did that? Right. All right, sister. Well, we'll talk to you. Oh, God, I have to not only next Tuesday, but next Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Ooh, Thursday, Friday. It's never ending. Sure, baby. It is never ending. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, my dear. We'll talk to you next week. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it. Have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. <laughs>